Dodgers have won their first six, and they'll go for the season series sweep tonight just as soon as the network stooge down there <laughs> says that it's okay to play baseball. The pitcher, Steven Matz, is rubbing up the ball. He's ready to go. A home plate umpire, Tim Timmons, looking suitably disgusted, just took his mask off and kind of rests it against his left hip as he helplessly stares near the Dodger dugout where said network stooge is holding all the cards. So suspended animation on the field right now. You've got nine Mets standing around. You've got the Dodgers leadoff hitter, Chris Taylor, standing. It really is ludicrous, but now and only now do we get the okay. And so we're going to have a baseball game here tonight about seven hours later than we should have. Kershaw tipping pitches. CJ, how does the hitter see that and take advantage? Well, first and foremost, Chris, if it did happen, it always happens when the pitcher is in the stretch. Rarely can you pick up pitches when a guy is thrown from the lineup, and that's what we saw in that seventh inning. <laughs> that's literally so brilliant. Like, I just, like, I can't even... That's literally amazing. Like, he went off on them. Howie Rose is, like, everyone's uncle that they're kind of scared of. And if you, like, cross him, he'll just, like, lecture you at the dinner table in front of everyone. Yo, mad respect. He had no shame about just going off. Here are some phrases that Howie Rose actually said on air. Network stooge. (laughs) Twice. (laughs) Suitably disgusted. Suspended animation. That's kind of poetic. It's sort of brilliant in a way. And ludicrous, which I always love a good use of the word ludicrous. Shout out to Luda, Chris. You know, it's my man's. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, this is hilarious. And Howie Rose just eviscerated ESPN, which I'm all for all the time. But I actually kind of wanted to flesh this out a little more and have a serious conversation about this. Like ESPN Sunday Night Baseball is sort of ridiculous. It's terrible. And it's like not a fun viewing experience. It's also insanely slow, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's like not a fun viewing experience in our in, in my limited experience with it because I try not to watch it unless the Mets are on and I can't watch the Mets on SNY or whatever. Okay, so I actually researched for this podcast, which is, whoa, don't get used to it. Um, but I didn't have work today and you've already ragged on me a little bit for that and called me a stupid liberal who needs to get a job. But um, <laughs> So I actually did research on this exact topic. So last three years, average game time, everyone talks about it. We know. Games are too slow. We need to speed them up somehow. Intentional walk is not the way to do it, but whatever. So last three years, in reverse order, three hours, five minutes, three hours, and two hours and 56 minutes. So the league average for nine inning games this year, um, I ex- I had baseball reference, exclude all the extra inning games. The league average this year is three hours and five minutes. The average 2017 ESPN Sunday night game, which I added up manually, it was terrible. It gave me a gigantic <laughs> migraine. Three hours and 19 minutes. Yeah. There's a whole another 15 minutes in there just because yeah. it's on ESPN. Are you kidding me? Did you exclude extra inning games from them as well? Yeah. There was one There was one that went, yeah, I forget what was the 18 inning game. Who played that game? It was like Cubs. And, and, yeah, it was like it was a Yankees game, I think. Was it Cubs and Yankees? I think it might have been. Yeah. I remember you texting me being like, I am still watching this because I am a terrible human and I hate myself. Yep. But uh, yeah, I excluded that one. Three hours and 19 minutes. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's wild. Do you have thoughts on this? Like, how is there any way to actually speed up the game? Is this the broadcast fault or what? I mean, I don't know. We could we could go down a rabbit hole talking about, like, is the game too long and how do we speed up the game? I mean, frankly, 
what I'll say is I don't think it's something that when you're watching the game you notice very much. Like if if I sat down and watched a normal uh, local broadcast of a baseball game and then sat down and watched an ESPN Sunday night baseball game, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you that one was a few minutes longer than the other. So, uh, you know, take that for what it's worth. But the I, ESPN ones feel so much longer because they're just terrible. They and do. There's like and, just, well, and there's that, so much silence and like the announcers are terrible. They don't the, know the players. That's the thing that we've been talking about, right? I mean, it's, it's like it really just feels like it drags and it drags because the conversations just kind of generally don't go anywhere. And I mean, the amount of times that they have 30 seconds of like just dead air. I mean, it happens on a regular basis, which is <laughs> like astounding. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't want to bore you guys to death with this specific topic, but uh, Grant Brisby at at SB Nation had yeah, this really great piece. That's my boy. Yeah. Had this really great piece. Hilarious and really informative also. Um, it's called Why Baseball Games Are So Damned Long. So if you want to read a little bit more into the topic, I would recommend that article specifically for you because I was literally cracking up in the middle of an NYU building today and like the janitor was giving me a weird look because he was the only other one in there. He's just like walking by me like, is this guy okay? Like, why is he here? It's the middle of summer. Like, but yeah. Um, so baseball games, they're long and they're slow and they're getting longer and slower. Uh yeah, uh, where's the lie there? With nothing but fake friends. Start my day up on the roof. There's nothing like this type of view. Point the clicker at the tube. I prefer expensive news. New cat, new girl. So, an old friend of mine, who I have his jersey, threw a pretty good inning recently in the minor leagues for the Dodgers. His name is Ike Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both very familiar with him at this point. Was I he mean, on the A's too? Yeah, he was on f- uh, for oh, a very, shit. very brief period. I mean, what team hasn't he been with at this point? To be honest, he'll always be a Met in my heart. Yeah, that's fair. Until he comes up for the Dodgers and is like <laughs> two-hitting relief guy. <laughs> strikes out 14 for nine because he's on the Dodgers. Yeah. Like, Yeah, but that brings up um, the larger point of this trend that I feel like we're seeing more of, uh, of position players essentially trying their hand in the major leagues, it not really working out. And maybe they were a pitcher in college a little bit. Maybe they pitched a lot in high school. I mean, you know, what baseball player didn't pitch a lot in high school, right? True. Um, But Pitched and played shortstop. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But I feel like we're seeing more and more of these guys um, doing this kind of career reversal and being like, you know what, this hitting thing isn't going to work out. Ike Davis, great guy, not a great hitter. I hope he turns into the reverse Rick Ankeel. <laughs> Rick Ankeel is kind of respectable as an outfielder for a while. Yeah. Um, and he threw one over the backstop. So, I mean, Ike Davis wasn't that bad at hitting. <laughs> <laughs> he was all right for a year. He hit like 20 home runs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Otherwise, well, I wouldn't have bought one of his jerseys. Yeah, that's fair. I also think it was mostly because my mom and sister thought he was cute. <laughs> so there's just jerseys really? for everyone. Ike Davis? Yeah. He had some kind of beard, right? Yeah. The beard good. thing is popular in the Wagner family. Fair. And with me, I love beards. They're so great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, the the position player turning into a pitcher thing is really interesting. And I don't really quite know what to make of the trend, except for the fact that I think it makes for an interesting storyline. I mean, we've got guys, um, Anthony Ghost is like another one who comes to mind, who I think recently um, made that switch. Um, we also had Christian Bethencourt of the Padres, 
<laughs> which like I don't even know so weird so bizarre right in that he's going to catch and also pitch like that's just a thing um and it I feels like if you were a pitcher who was valuable they just wouldn't let you catch so like yeah well the thing is he was not a valuable pitcher I think I think <laughs> calling him a pitcher is, is even borderline he throws he gets the ball in the general vicinity of the plate at least he doesn't 50 cent it <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, at least. <laughs> Rick Ankiel did. He he did. He, I mean, he was pretty bad though. Breath and court when he, he p- pitched, I believe, in the majors this year. Yeah, and, no, he did. He started he, the season as a as a both yeah, ways, and he was um. What do you even call that? Not good. Just a, a I mean, it's a two way player, right? Two way player. Yeah. I mean, we need more Babe Ruths. I'm. I think I'm all for that. I just don't think. Yeah, everyone actually does need to just set the home run record. We need more of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, honestly, the hot dogs work for him, man. So true. <laughs> Seriously. Hot Just dogs like, and beers. Yeah. A hand, fried chicken. A handful before the game. Yeah. Has Bethancourt tried that? Because if he hasn't, what does he have to lose? That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> is he a good catcher? Like, is he valuable enough as a catcher to stay, I mean, to stay on another MLB team that's not the Padres because the Padres are terrible? I mean, as far as I know, I think he's been regarded as a pretty good defensive catcher with very light hitting ability, but there's room for that on an MLB team. Oh, really? That's kind of surprising to me um, because in MLB, the show, he mashes, dude. Really? Yeah, he just crushes home runs off me. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I got a little uh, road to the show with a right-handed pitcher who literally sits like 101, <laughs> and uh, Christian Bethencourt hitting like 500 against me for his career. So that's pretty much how I evaluate guys that I don't know much about. Like, how do they hit against me in MLB The Show? I think that's fair, honestly. Like, what is fan graphs? What is baseball reference? What are any of these stats sites? <laughs> All of these. MLB The Show. <laughs> All of these resources at my fingertips. And I'm just like, I'm going to play three hours of MLB The Show and just decide how I feel about baseball. Yo, but what's his, what's his rating, though? What's his player rating? I have no idea. They don't show the player rating. It's not like I'm... I'm not clicking through the leaderboards of MLB The Show. I'm not that sad. All right? I might click through the leaderboards of Fangraphs, but not MLB The Show. That's ridiculous. Plus, they don't have advanced stats in that. So Yeah, fair. I don't need to see batting average without OPS. Or <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to see that Christian Bethencourt has 34 career RBIs against my made-up player. All right, fine. All right, so you brought up Babe Ruth. Some might say... That he was an asshole in his time playing you could in make the, the case. I think you could make the case. He definitely wasn't the nicest guy. No. If you adjusted to era, he wasn't the worst guy either. Yeah, like park adjusted, era adjusted, <laughs> <laughs> like all these neutral stats. Like he was probably lower on the list than, than some other guys over time. Definitely below replacement level on the asshole uh, meter. Yeah. But that being said, we have this interesting topic of who are the MLB's biggest assholes throughout history and we're not talking about assholes that like did actual immoral things so you're not going to see jose reyes on here well there are some immoral things in this list but yeah i have i have uh one or two we're not going to touch the the worst things that some professional athletes have done just because those things feel very obvious and it feels kind of gross to read off a list of those names so they're just what we're going to be talking about here is just general assholey kind of guys you know you don't really want to hang out with them they're not good teammates they're kind of full of themselves. Yeah, probably have a reputation around the league for this sort of thing among players, among fans. So think the 2015 Kansas City Royals. 
<laughs> you're, I'm gonna read off my list. This is gonna be the whole Royals roster from 2015. Yo, honestly, anytime you can get a 2015 Royals dig in on this podcast, by all means, we should just make this the 2015 Royals dig podcast. <laughs> just the whole thing is just us ripping on the 2015 Royals. I'm into it. Um, so what each of us has have done is we've put together a lineup of the biggest MLB assholes throughout all of history. Yeah, it's the it's the MLB all asshole team right here. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So all we're going to do is we're going to read position by position, and you're going to read yours, and I'm going to read mine. And for the listener's sake, we haven't spoiled to each other yet. We don't know who is on each other's list, which it's going to be a surprise. But knowing you and knowing me, it's probably going to be like 75% the same people. Yeah, that's fair. But also just knowing the players in these games, I, <laughs> I, I there are a couple positions where I know we're going to have some overlap. I mean, come on. there We got the notorious guys on this list. So, All right, start us off. Wait, uh, ground rules. We did one person at each position, one DH, one starting pitcher, uh, one relief pitcher, and one manager. I have some honorable mentions. Alex didn't do honorable mentions because he was working today like a real human being, but I have honorable mentions because there were just some people that I could not lead off. <laughs> <laughs> so we go position by position. All right, let's start with a uh, catcher. This is a good one to start off with. This is a good one to start off with. Now, I went with, I think, the obvious pick here. I didn't even feel the need to dig back too far into history for this. This is a guy that I watched play, known throughout baseball. I think you'll find him atop many of the most hated players lists um, if you just uh, do a little Google search or something like that. Wait, um, can I predict who it's going to be based off your description? Go for it. Is it AJ Brzezinski? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just one of those guys, huge attitude, picked fights with umpires, picked fights with other players. I mean, this guy, there was really no end to, I think, the assholery of A.J. Przinsky. So, um, if, assholery. Yeah. Good new, one. New word. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, we are, if we're starting an all-asshole team in the MLB, he is most definitely in my starting lineup. Um, but, uh, but what about you? What do you got for catcher? Okay, so there's a little story behind this one, which is why I'm glad you started us off with catcher. I chose Johnny Bench. Well, we're going back a little bit. We didn't watch him play, but he does carry a little bit of that reputation as being full of himself. Long story short, my dad was volunteering at this uh, like celebrity uh, like charity golf event, and uh, it was called the Don Drysdale Classic. And Johnny Bench was there, and my dad was going around getting everyone's signatures just so he could have them for his collection. My dad has a pretty good signature collection. And so he walks over to Johnny Bench. So my dad and his brother are over there. He walks over, and they hand him a ball, and he's signing in. He's all full of himself, and he's just kind of... You know, soaking in the spotlight or whatever it might be. He just has like his chin up and he's a little pompous. And they ask for a signature and he's like, whatever. So Johnny Bench thinks that they're like professional like signature salesmen, you know, like people who like go around to like events like this, get signatures, resell them for a lot of money online. That's not what it is. I, I can confirm I have seen the ball, you know, sitting in my house. So my dad did not go sell it for however much money. And Johnny Bench signs it reluctantly. Well, let me just read the text from my dad. He also signed a ball, reluctantly, might I add, for me, and proceeded to spear the signature and said, now you can't sell it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Johnny Bench, you earned your way onto the all-asshole team. Nicely done. All right. Yeah. First base. This is a guy who, um, maybe not as well-known, certainly did not have a uh, very long storied major league career um, of any sort, and I didn't really have a chance to watch him play. I was too young um, to really experience any of this. Um, but I was too young, especially to experience one incident, which he is most known for. And this man is, uh, Randall Simon. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. 
So just to give you a little context, he has a, uh, if you go to his Wikipedia page, he has a section that is called Sausage Race Incident. <laughs> now this is, <laughs> that's, that's impressive. If you get to that level, if there was one thing that you did. How do we do it? <laughs> How do we do it? Who do we have to hit with the sausage? Andy Hamilton? Got Honestly. it. <laughs> That's the president of NYU. Yeah, we're not actually going to do that. Yeah, yeah, views do not reflect those of my employer or WNYU. Oh, so true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. What or, did they do? Ron Simon, what did he do? Randall. Randall. Randall Simon. <laughs> Randall Simon, on July 9th in 2003, um, the Milwaukee Brewers um, had a, a sausage race. They have their sausage race, right? Um, where I think you can imagine what happens in the sausage race. is you know, <laughs> Don't imagine. <laughs> don't imagine. All right, I don't want to go too off the rails, but basically four contestants in the sausage uh, costume running around the field. Um, as uh, one What could go wrong? <laughs> as one young woman uh, runs past the dugout, uh, Randall Simon... Oh, I think I did read about this. ...with a bat, reaches over and swings, and he connects, man. Yeah. Yeesh. She was... Uh, fine. He hit the. She was a college student. Um, he hit like above the head position, so it really just caused her to. Um, Aren't we all just college students getting hit over the head in the bat while we're in sausage costumes? Oh <laughs> um, he he hits her on the head. Uh, she falls over. She really just has a scrape. Um, but come on, are you kidding me? Yeah, what the hell are you doing, <laughs> Randall? Come on. I mean, if you if there is one thing that's gonna that's gonna put you on a list like that, I mean, hitting. <laughs> hitting a sausage during a race is it's got to be high up there on the list at least um yeah so my dude was he was only fined he was only suspended for three games for this three games damn the mlb was wild <laughs> <laughs> this is in 2003 like this isn't even that long ago they were so concerned with steroids they were just letting dudes hit mascots over the head with bats yeah seriously as long as you weren't hitting the ball very far it was like you could hit whatever you want so true god all let's right let's go back to those days <laughs> all right who you got Oh, first base? Come on. You know who I got. It's my number one most punchable face in sports. Oh, my God. Eric Hosmer. All right. <laughs> 2015 Royals dig, you yeah, know. Fair. I could have seen that coming. Yeah, you should have seen that coming. It has nothing to do with Eric Hosmer as a person. It mostly has to do with his face and the way he plays baseball. I mean, I heard he's a pretty nice guy. I, I think I read that story um, that he, like, pulled a woman, like, off the train tracks in front of, like, the metro or something like that. Wasn't that him? Prob- I'm pretty sure I mean, that's... Probably. Google it. I'm pretty sure that happened. Is this the all good guy team or the all asshole team? No, no, no. I'm getting to it. <laughs> okay, okay. It's just something about his face, right? Like, he looks like one of those players that, like, when he was in Little League, like, he had to have the newest bat and, like, he had to have the newest equipment. And, like, every time he struck out, he would hit the bat off, like, a pole or something and, like, dent it and make his parents buy him a new one. This is totally slanderous and I have no proof to prove any of this. <laughs> um, but it's just. Something about his face and like in the 2015 World Series, this is where all of this is rooted. I had no problem with him before that series, and since then, I'm really pretty lukewarm about it. Yeah. Um, this would be slanderous if we had an audience. Yeah, so true. <laughs> Until we're making money off this, I'm not going to worry about slander. <laughs> Until the 2015 World Series, I didn't really have a problem with him, but you know, like he was just—he's always like clapping and just something about the clapping and the the facial hair. Yeah, and, yeah. The fuck is. His clapping, man. Yeah, man. Just the way he sticks his both his hands together in like <laughs> a, a relatively quick fashion and makes a noise. Like. He also just thinks he's so good. Like he's not that good. His defense is eh. 
His hitting is eh. Yeah. You, uh, if he just tried to hit the ball, like, in the air more, he'd be pretty good. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's actually so true. Now we're just getting into just giving him general critiques. <laughs> tips on how to hit better. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a feeling. It's a feeling I get. And if you're a Mets fan, you get it too. Yeah. And if you don't, you're not actually a Mets fan. That's fair. So, yeah. Let's move on. All right. Before I slander him further. <laughs> He's probably a really nice guy. The second base. Uh, you want to kick this one off? Who you got at second base? Chase Utley. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one kind of hurts. <laughs> Chase Utley. Look, I didn't hate him in the first few years when he was in Philly when he came up. You know, kind of a late bloomer, a hustler, you know, played the game hard. Like, I didn't really have a problem with that. He was always a Met killer, so I never really liked him particularly, you know, in the same vein of Jason Worth, who just missed my list. But Chase Utley, the Phillies fans loved him, and there never really seemed like a problem with that. And I was like, all right, whatever. I have to watch all these jerseys go around, blah, 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 blah. Towards the end of his Philly career, I was like, yeah, you're getting a little too greasy, but like, whatever. It's you, you do you, man. You do your thing. You want to lube up that hair before every game with hella grease? <laughs> like, do your thing. Then goes to the Dodgers in a relatively meaningless trade to me as a, as a fan of the Mets who are terrible. It doesn't matter at all. 2015 rolls around, NLDS rolls around, and Chase Utley just decides to go super villain. Yeah. And break Ruben Tejada's leg out of yeah. nowhere. And I was drunk during when that happened, and I. Probably yelled and tweeted some things I shouldn't have done and yeah. immediately deleted them thereafter. Yeah, ever since then, Chase Utley is just... I look back on everything before when I was like, yeah, he's probably fine. And I look back on that and I'm like, I was so wrong about him. <laughs> he's so terrible. I literally hate every single thing he's ever done of all time. And now, you know, we were at the Dodgers game last weekend. He hit a home run. He's like taunting the fans a little bit. Like he's doing everything he should do as a villain. It's just like he's doing it to my team. So, you know, fuck him. He's yeah. an asshole. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah. He yeah. is an asshole, though. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, he's made that team. Yeah, for sure. You know, I almost, at this one, I almost went with Billy Martin, um, because I think he's kind of known around baseball. He's kind of a dick. Um, very brash personality. Uh, yeah. Very out there. I think umpires very much did not like him. Bombastic. Yes, bombastic. Good word. But, you know, I, I think that this one was too hard to pass up. And I was looking around for anecdotes, especially to back this guy up. Um, because I know that he's back an him up positively or back him up as an asshole. Oh, no, to, to back him up as an asshole because I know that he's an asshole and he's known around baseball as just kind of a dickish guy. Um, I know he got into fights with uh Barry Bonds at times, and that's also Jeff an I'm asshole, though. Yeah, also an asshole. Uh, I'm talking about my guy Jeff Kent right here, and he, I mean, man, not a not a good guy. I think, uh, not a good locker room guy. Certainly, I think, disliked by fans, especially because he got into fights with Barry Bonds. Um, but there's one incident. I guess it's not so much an incident, and it's probably something that's very easily ignored um, if Vin Scully wasn't a national treasure. Um, and that's when uh, Jeff Kent literally said, Vin Scully talks too much. What? Yo, you come for Vin Scully, you come for all of us. Wait, that's not even a good critique? It's not a good critique. What's he supposed to do? Leave it silent like ESPN Sunday Night Baseball? Well, if he's the only broadcaster, he should leave some time for the other guy to talk. That's so true. God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You make my all-asshole team. And yeah. and generally, even before I knew that, I mean, I think he's generally just not very liked by fans. At least by me. I'm a fan, so I count. So true. So true. <laughs> so glad he didn't stay on the Mets very long. So glad. Yeah. To all the people who can 
dressed like a tribe does. Before this, did you really know what I was? Comprehend to the track course, why? Cause getting mentions on the tip of the vibe was. Rock and roll to the beat of the funk fuzz. Like the feet really good on the rhythm rug. If you feel the urge to freak, do the jitterbug. Come and spread your arms if you really right. need a hug. Move forward. Where are we at now? Shortstop? Yeah, I think we're at shortstop. All right. I had a really hard time finding someone who was an asshole who played shortstop. Same. I kept wanting to go back to A-Rod, but I didn't want to compromise my principles. I'm an A-Rod defender at the core, man. Love A-Rod. Great guy. Great analyst. Love him on MLB TV. It's fantastic. Um, It's just a misunderstood dude. He's just trying to... All right. So I chose a guy <laughs> similar to what, Roger or something? Randolph something? R- Randall. Randall. Yes, Randall. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to Randall, had an incident with a bat. His name is Jose Offerman. And so the story goes something or other. I don't really care about the details too much as I do about the outcome. Fair. It's like a double A game or something. And pitcher comes in high and tight, drills him. So he charges the mound, you know, like anyone would do if they were pissed off and they wanted to settle their score. Charges the mound, never drops the bat, brings the bat with him to the mound. Oh. Hits the pitcher with the bat. Whoa. That's like taking the helmet throw to a whole new level, dude. Uh, yeah. You can't do that. I mean, I know we always talk about that. Like, I wish that could be in a video game. Like, you could bring the bat out when you charge the mound. Like, some NFL blitz shit or whatever. But you can't do that in real life. Like, that's assault with a deadly weapon, man. Yep. He, like, broke his hand. Like, like I don't know. Gave him a concussion or something. Like, I don't I don't know exactly what the injuries with the other guy sustained. But there was a... I think there's a profile of it in Bleacher Report of... um. Bleacher Reporter, SB Nation or something, did a profile of the guy he hit and the injuries that he sustained and how it derailed his major league career. And this was in double A, so, you know, guy that's on the come up. Um, you can look more into it, but anytime you hit someone with a bat, you're making the all-asshole team. Like, it just is what it is. So don't know much about Jose Offerman, don't know his redemption story or anything, if he has one after that. But if you don't want to make the all-asshole team, don't hit someone with a bat. I think it's pretty impressive that independently we found two separate incidents of guys literally hitting someone with a bat. Uh, I'm actually, I don't think it's that impressive. I'm surprised it hasn't happened more. <laughs> with all of the assholes that have played, all the assholes that we're going to list right now, how have more people not been hit with bats? Yeah, that's fair. All right, shortstop, who you got? I put A-Rod. I'm not, <laughs> I will compromise my that's principles. That's so perfect. Look, you know what? I think he's a good guy now. I think he is back on the come up. Um, he's. I think he's really entertaining in the booth, and I like him on, on MLB Network. I, I like him as an analyst. I even liked him kind of near the end of his career, but I just don't think that that overrides 15 years of A-Rod being considered baseball's biggest asshole. I mean, he's got he's got like the legacy vote for me. So true. <laughs> so true. I'm, I'm glad at least one of us chose him. I mean, when you put together a portfolio like that, it's it's really hard to it's overlook. It's honestly impressive. It, it's super impressive. Remember the picture of him uh, kissing his reflection in the mirror? Yep. yep. So good. Yeah. And I know there have been, there have been oh my God, too many glowing profiles of him just in the last like year or two. I, I know there was one in ESPN, and then there have just been more and more kind of rolling out uh, just over the last couple years. But I mean, he had the whole incident with Dallas Braden running across the mound. Oh and, my god! I mean, I, I don't you know, know. I'm, I'm with Dallas Braden on that one. Dallas Braden's a total weirdo, <laughs> but uh, I'm with him on that. I don't run across the pitcher's mound. Yeah, I used to get mad when. My players on my own team would run across my mound, like going out to like left or right field. Yeah, it's just something you don't do. There's a there's a little bit of respect right there. Yeah, come on. Yeah, so A Rod, you don't sit on the king's throne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, A Rod's on my team. You know it. I respect it. All right, uh, let's move to the other corner of the infield. Yes, the hot corner. I believe yeah, it's the called the hottest corner. 
I, I stretch the rules a little bit for this one. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> He's not necessarily a third baseman, but he has played a little bit at third base. But okay. I had to get him on here somewhere, and I had an abundance of outfielders. Fair. I think I know who you're going for. Ryan Braun. Oh, whoa. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? Oh, I thought you were going to go with Pete Rose. No, 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 no. Because I think he's like top of my honorable mention list. He's he has not- too much real shit that he's done wrong. And I don't want to get into that. He's just a bad human. That's fair. Um, no, I chose Ryan Braun. <laughs> <laughs> he has played enough oh, games. At, all right. He let has, me hear your rationale for this. He's played enough games at third base that it's listed on his baseball reference page. So I feel comfortable putting him there. Okay. My rationale for this is that dude ruined someone's career, went in front of the public, you know, was certain that he didn't fail this test, was certain that he didn't do steroids, was certain that he didn't do anything wrong, 100%. I I bet my life I didn't do anything wrong, you know, completely pinned it on this dude who, like, slightly messed up the testing procedure, right? And, you know, if you work for the MLB, you can't mess up the testing procedure. It just is what it is. Like, this is these guys' livelihood. Whatever. Absolutely ruined this guy's career, and then turned out that he did it. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like that dude definitely got fired by the MLB. That dude definitely didn't get another job with the MLB after all that. Definitely got blacklisted because of what Ryan Braun went out there on a podium, on the field, doing all this crazy shit, talking crazy about it, and then he actually did it. Are you kidding me, dude? Come on, are you kidding me? Also, he has Eric Hosmer face. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Ryan Braun is on my all-asshole team. Yeah, and they made him like go and call all the season ticket holders and like personally apologize. Yeah, get the hell out of here. You don't get to get off my list just because you called season ticket holders. Nope. <laughs> nope. You're on the list. You know what you shouldn't do? Ruin someone else's career for a mistake that you made. You're an asshole. All right. All right. You've convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got? Uh, third base. I went an oldie but a goodie. Uh, my boy John McGraw, um, who I think is pretty well known, um, just kind of a... Kind of a dick. Just kind of a dick around baseball. He was one of those dickish guys. I mean, in in an era of He's like an Pierzynski man. Of baseball dicks. Yeah. He was he was the AJ Pierzynski of I don't know when John McGraw played the nineteen thirties. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. A little earlier than that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um he I mean, he was just known for uh he would trip guys as they rounded third base, which that's I shouldn't do that. Frankly, that might have been in the rules back then. I don't really know. Baseball was a weird sport back then. This is like uh, the dead ball era. So, yeah, and he would, like, grab players' jerseys and not let them leave the bag. I mean, oh, oh. I'm kind of into that. Yeah, I'm kind of into it, too. He was ejected 131 times in his career, too. Impressive. And he held the all-time record uh, for the longest time until someone else topped it, who's later down on my list. But we'll get get into that. Um, All right. I respect that. Just general dickishness. You know, we got to get those guys on the list too. It's got to be well spec, well represented spectrum of different kinds of assholes. That being said, let's move to the outfield. Yeah, I want you to start off the outfield. Let's go to left. So my left fielder um, is actually a, a morally bad person, um, but also I think even before that he was just kind of a bad guy, uh, and that's Carl Everett. Who I mean, oh, caveat: a lot of these people on this list are assholes and because of their ass what was the word you used before assholery Assholery. yeah true because of their assholery got themselves into trouble off the field a guy that i'm going to say later did as well but we didn't want to choose people who that was their primary thing that made them an asshole right because then we were just then we're just getting into you know deep heavy topics about like domestic violence and stuff like that so yeah not the not in the spirit of this game yeah but anyway continue carl everett i don't know if you know this but 
he's a dinosaur denier. Like years and years ago, the world he, is actually flat. He denied the existence of dinosaurs. He he said, "Quote: God created the sun, the stars, the heaven, and the earth, and then made Adam and Eve." The Bible never says anything about dinosaurs. You can't say there were dinosaurs when you never saw them. <laughs> Someone actually saw Adam and Eve eating apples. No one ever saw a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, my God. That's so true. I'm and getting... also, I just disagree with the homosexual lifestyle. Yo, yeah. Honestly, I'm getting that tattooed on me. The whole verse? <laughs> huh? I just call it a verse. It's not actually out of the Bible. The whole quote? <laughs> So true. Yo, People he, actually did see Adam and Eve eating the apple. Yeah, he's also a moon landing truther, um, which is just So weird. am I, though. He, he would get into altercations with umpires. He's made a lot of controversial remarks about homosexuality. Um, so generally speaking, I think throughout his career was known as a bad guy. And then he went and held a gun to his wife's head. So uh, that one, that puts the bow on it for me. Yeah, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Um, not a good guy. Nope. Suffice to say. All right, moving um, on. You're up. Moving on. My guy is a little more fun and lighthearted of a choice, but definite asshole. Yeah. So left field, I got Manny Ramirez. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Respect. Respect. I love Manny. Manny being Manny is one of my favorite like mid-2000s like, oh, catchphrase and story. I know you hate him. but And I, I know generally we agree that we hate every Red Sox player throughout history and currently and forever. With the exception of some of their some of their younger guys, like they they didn't choose this life, um, but Manny, you can't deny that he's entertaining. Like you can't deny. It. I remember probably right around when he got traded to the Dodgers, um, there was some question about, you know, their motivation for getting an older guy like that. Did they think he was really going to produce at his Boston levels? And I remember watching the herd back when he was on back when Colin Coward was on ESPN still, and he's you know great for some audio clips. I'm sure he has feelings about this topic. But uh, I remember the herd. Cowherd went on this like epic, ten-minute rant about Manny putting butts in seats, and he said butts in seats like no joke fifty <laughs> times. And I'm like, where's the lie? Because that's so true. Manny being Manny put butts in seats, and he was an asshole throughout all of it. And he celebrated when he shouldn't have, and he was a terrible fielder, and he was a key cog in the World Series drought defeating team. So, you know. He might have taken some uh, some estrogen pills later in his career. He might have. He might not have. Depends who you ask. But Manny was an asshole just for general assholery reasons, and I loved every second of it. Yo, I'm all for the Manny comeback. Honestly, remember when he tried to be like a player manager for like the Dodgers in like AAA or something like that? Something weird, and like that just did not work out. Because to be a player manager, I think you have to be good as a player. Otherwise, you're just a manager. If you're not good at either of those things, it's a, <laughs> that one seems kind of dead on arrival. So true. I have a special place in my heart of hate for Manny. Yeah. All right. Um. So let's shift over to maybe the most important position on the field, center field. Yeah, arguably. Um. Let's hear what you got. Another oldie but a goodie. Um, I went with the one and only Ty Cobb for this one. If you're going to put anyone on an all-asshole list, I think Ty Cobb has got to be on there. I mean... Across all sports. I mean, this guy, notorious. And, I mean, he spiked players. He was an incredible racist. And, I mean, I know that, like, most people at that time were. But, I mean, Ty Cobb, special place in baseball, in all of sports history, um, for just being a major, major, like, capital M, major, capital A asshole. (laughs) Although, I didn't put him on my list because, you know... Uh, the guys at the Ringer MLB show did like that whole show about like 
maybe he wasn't such an asshole. It's like, it's disputed, and I don't want to be the person to keep perpetuating all this story. Blah, blah, blah. Everyone kind of knows he was an asshole. They make a reference to it in Field of Dreams, and everyone has a good laugh. But, like... Yeah, I'm not going to be the one to try and humanize a, uh, a racist. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I chose someone different. All right. We don't have a single overlap yet, do we? Um. No, I don't believe we do. That's impressive. That's really impressive, yeah, actually. This is hashtag rare for us. <laughs> um. So I chose a different person for center field. Maybe not my best defensive selection. You know, he he was kind of an outfielder. Um. But I threw him out there just for a little bit of variety. We'd have a little fun with this if we actually played a game. Yeah. I got Jose Canseco out there. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> in my honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing about Jose Canseco. Just didn't even care. Just didn't even care that everyone knew he was doing steroids. Just, he was posing on the cover of, like, magazines, like, pointing to his biceps, really drawing attention to the fact that they were the size of tree trunks. Um, And he was just generally blatant, you know, about his steroid use, about... And then and then blatant in his denial of it. He was... And he, like, threw his teammates under the bus to try to keep his name out of it. Like, that's just something you don't really do, bro. Like, you don't throw your teammates under the bus. You don't... Especially when it's as obvious as it was that you were doing steroids. And, like, this is, like, 20 years later. You're still trying to throw your teammates under the bus to keep whatever shred of, like, dignity you have left to your baseball career. Like, it's just general sleaziness that really bumped him over the top on my list. Uh, yeah, I agree with that one. As an A's fan, I can say he's maybe not the uh, the proudest member of Oakland A's history. But he's certainly a part of it. So I'll, I'll give him credit for that, I guess. Yeah, uh... There were a few A's when I was looking through trying to make this list. You know, Ricky Henderson came up on one of them, and I didn't want to put him on my list because I knew that, like, he has a special place in your heart and a special place in A's history, and he actually was good for a long time. So Yeah, I think you very well could make the case that he was the greatest of all time. <laughs> He's the greatest play of the game, man. I, I would... No, I'm not even going to say I would hear an argument for Ricky Henderson. No way, man. He was arrogant and he was cocky, but he had every right to be there. Yeah, exactly. That's why I didn't put a guy like Reggie Jackson on here. Yeah. He was arrogant and he was cocky, but guess what? He just smashed home runs in the World Series. Yeah. So hey, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, if you can back it up, <laughs> no problem in my book. That's why I don't have Bryce Harper on here. <laughs> I guess that's a spoiler alert for uh, my right field. But, uh, you know, transitioning nicely yeah. into the uh, the right field position Got to go very close to home on this one. I put Daryl Strawberry out there. Oh, okay, okay. Got to give a little bit of shade to my favorite team of all time, the 86 Mets. Because if we were ranking team asshole, you know, team asshole level throughout all of baseball history, I got to say the 86 Mets would be right up there at the top. There were a lot of assholes in that team, and they knew it, and they played it up, and they loved it, and they tried to be even bigger assholes. And they were, they were even assholes to each other. To the training staff, to, you know, management, to the manager, everything that they could possibly be, every category you could be an asshole in, the Mets really checked all those boxes. So, to the king of assholes of that team, Daryl Strawberry, really really what sealed the deal for him on this list for me was, well, he was a belligerent drunk, and reading a little bit about that team, he really would, like, seek out kind of the the sheep of the team, and he would <laughs> he would seek out the sheep of the team and he would just go right at them and he would just you know berate them on the team plane and uh in the in the dugout and he would show up late to games and practices and BP and stuff like that so you know he really got that asshole uh reputation and the New York media did their part in keeping that in the headlines so straw i got you out there you're a great player but 
Got to gotta put you on there. Got to be real. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah. When yeah. you're an asshole, you're an asshole. Hey, man. You do what you got to do. <laughs> All right. He got in right. For this one, now this one might be cheating a little bit, um, but my boy, Sammy Sosa, <laughs> I, I, and maybe that's cheating because it's part of this whole steroid era and all those guys were assholes. I mean, you could put Mark McGuire on that list. Uh, honorable mention. Yeah, honorable mention. Totally. I mean, he should have been my first baseman. Yeah. I mean, he was a part of, the, I mean, it was this whole rivalry, right? And it was Sosa versus McGuire. And it turned out that both of them were cheating their asses off. Ding. Shocker. Yeah. Right. I mean, who could have predicted that? And, I mean, and today, I don't give a shit. Everyone should be doing steroids at this point. Like, so true. <laughs> Yo, the more dingers, the better. Am I right? Yeah, so true. Um, but Sammy Sosa. Three true outcomes. Am I right? Yeah, why not? Although the Mets announcers don't seem to like that. <laughs> but yeah, Sammy Sosa, you're on my list. You're an asshole. Just don't cheat, man. Just just do your thing. He also just like acted like he knew he was cheating throughout this whole thing because how could you not? And he just kind of acted like a little kid about it. You know, like he was like so innocent and and every time they would come up to him, he would kind of play it off like just a starry-eyed kid and like, oh, baseball has been very good to me, like all this stuff. And I'm like, come on, dude, like you're cheating, like yeah. straight up, like just it's it goes in the Ryan Braun category of yeah. like <laughs> if you're going to cheat, like either don't say anything or just own up to it. Yeah, own up to it, man. You know who owned up to it? A-Rod. That's why he's not on my list. Yeah. Andy Pettit. Did he own up to it? Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did own up to it. And then everyone was just kind of cool with it because he's cute. I mean, and it was HGH to get over an injury. Yeah, like, who cares? Now watch him break it. Back it up like three, four. Hands in the tracks like choo choo. Can't nobody do it like choo doo. Choo choo. Mama sip a little bit of that screw juice. Or a little bit of that special cake. Throw it in a bowl like fruit loop. Oh, la. Mommy, show la. Mommy, hola. Mommy, slow up. Excuse me, excuse my French, my leg. All right, uh, moving on now. Where are we at? We're at a oh, DH? Yeah, it's DH. DH. All right, I have a good one for this one. So, uh, keeping on the string of Mets players, I have another Mets player. He didn't spend his whole career with the Mets, um, but few do. <laughs> uh, my DH is Dave Kingman. And this is a player I wasn't really all that familiar with growing up because... You know, Dave Kingman played for the Mets in the seventies and he left for a while and they traded uh they traded to get him back in the eighties because they were sick of not being able to fill Shea Stadium and they were trying to, you know, get their reputation back as a as a real franchise and competitive team and you know, Dave Kingman could hit home runs and that's what we were just talking about, is that you know, more long balls, it gets you more fans, blah blah blah. So uh, been reading this book called The Bad Guys One by Jeff Perlman, just about the '86 Mets and just how all the debauchery and drugs and sex and rock and roll and that that team you know took part in. So in the intro, it's talking about those really terrible teams in the '80s leading up to it. And Jeff Perlman grew up a Mets fan, and there's this part in the second chapter. Essentially, he goes to spring training to uh, meet the players with his dad, and Dave Kingman is kind of the start of the team the star of the team at this time this is before you know straw and doc and all those players so i'm just gonna read it he's talking about walking up to him and you know trying to get his autograph and whatnot so he says so you toss him your baseball the most magical possession you've ever owned and as he takes two steps back this becomes the moment that you first realize santa claus is a fat guy on parole the tooth fairy is your mother your favorite third grade teacher is an alcoholic max isn't in doggy heaven and the noise late at night from your parents' bedroom isn't furniture being moved. 
Kingman makes no effort to catch the ball. He just watches it drop into a globe-sized puddle of mud, spit, and rainwater, and he snickers. Your baseball is ruined. This is the face of the New York Mets. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of other things with Dave Kingman um, not getting along with teammates, saying that he was the greatest player of all time. Yo, this there was this... You're reading a book about an entire team of assholes. This isn't even fair. Yeah, so true. <laughs> he wasn't even on the 86 team, but they had they felt the need to like explain this in this whole chapter. Yeah. But um, you know, there's this thing where he demanded that they have a special shirt promo day for him and he was on the DL and he didn't even show up to the ballpark on the day of his own, you know, shirt promo, like all this stuff. Like Dave Kingman, total asshole. And like revered throughout baseball history for being an asshole. Yeah, he would make my list. I I dig that. So who you got at DH? <laughs> Uh, at DH, for most of these guys, I have um, like little notes about what they did or why they. I think they made my list. Um, and below this guy, I just have two words, and it's come on. And it's Barry Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like Ty Cobb, there's no way he was not going to be on my list. And maybe these, maybe I'm just picking at the low-hanging fruit here, but Barry Bonds, there's no way that he doesn't make a list like this well known throughout his career and maybe i'm a little bit bitter as an ace fan because he was doing everything that he did uh right across the bay from me uh and maybe was... you're a little bit bitter as an ace fan <laughs> <laughs> yo i'm so bitter as an ace fan very bonds aside uh but anyway barry bonds i don't even think i need to explain anything for him if you know anything about baseball you know who barry bonds is you know and and the steroids that he took and to break that record of all time and to be holding that record i mean he doesn't hold the record in my book. Uh, he doesn't mind. Uh, nope. Yep. Nope. He hit more home runs. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> he actually did. Uh, anyway, uh, whatever. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It goes along the same lines as Sammy Sosa. Yeah, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame, you know, for what it's worth. The guy is a part of baseball history, and he was an incredible player. Uh, Barry, it didn't have to be this way. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> All right, uh, so we have three spots left, so let's blow through them really quickly. Um, starting pitcher, I have Roger Clemens. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Roger Clemens is, like, the biggest asshole of assholes. Dude cheated. Dude alienated his teammates. He freaked out at the media. Like, everything that you could not want, he did. And he was, like, tied up in all those scandals. and Yeah, the broken bat throwing incident. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't know. Roger Clemens, you're on this list. Yeah. Uh, I put down, I almost put down Clemens, almost, I came so close, um, but I put down Kenny Rogers uh, Oh, good choice. <laughs> uh, because of his incident uh, where he shoved a couple cameramen before the game. He ultimately was charged for assault with that because, come on, dude, you literally, you literally just beat up a cameraman. You, you don't get away with that sort of thing. I don't <laughs> care how famous you are. Uh, I'm glad you put him on there because I was going to put him on there. I mean, Clemens is more of an asshole, but I was going to put him on there just to defend cameramen and reporters and journalists in general but yeah. um, so i'm glad one of us did it yeah kenny rogers power to the media man come on man yeah come on kenny this was even before the fake news liberal media like <laughs> <laughs> they were just trying to cover you dude um relief pitcher there's only one answer i didn't i didn't put him what yeah okay so for relief pitcher i have jonathan papelbon yeah. because he's jonathan papelbon and the faces that he makes and the freakouts that he has and trying to fight Bryce Harper and just all the comments that he's made and just the stupid attitude that he has on the mound when like even when he wasn't even that good like and and the other thing that comes to mind is final all-star game in Yankee Stadium last year the Yankee Stadium's going to be there 
you got Mo on your team and Papelbon comes out to the media like the day before and says, I should be the one closing this game. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Come on. And then he went to the Phillies, which didn't help his cause in my book. Jonathan Papelbon, like, punchable face, punchable attitude. He's, yeah. Jonathan Papelbon checks all the boxes. He's like the prime candidate. He's exactly who I had in my mind when we were making this list. That's right. And he was the first person who came to my mind. Um, but I did a little more digging, um, and I was looking around for that perfect guy. John Rocker, I don't know if you know about John Rocker, and I didn't even really know very much about him, um, but it seems like he's pretty well known as being an asshole. Um, again, I know we've been doing a lot of reading on the show, but I'm just going to read you a quote from him that he said about New York City. You know, sometimes they say it better than we ever could. <laughs> That's so true. Um, caveat. He most definitely would have been an alt-right guy were he, like, I, he's still alive. This is, <laughs> he played, like, uh, like in the early 2000s, late 90s, so maybe he is an alt-right guy. Um, let me read you this quote about why he said he never wanted to play for the Yankees or the Mets because, you know, he didn't want to be in New York City. It's the most hectic, nerve-wracking city. Imagine having to take the seven train to the ballpark, looking like you're riding through Beirut next to some kid with purple hair, next to some queer with AIDS, right next to some dude who just got out of jail for the fourth time, right next to some 20-year-old mom with four kids. It's depressing. The biggest thing I don't like about New York are the foreigners. (laughs) You can walk an entire block in Times Square and not hear anybody speaking English. Asians and Koreans and Vietnamese and Indians and Russians and Spanish people and everything up there. How the hell did they get in this country? Mike drop. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. Me neither. Papelbon looks like a saint. <laughs> oh my god. In one fell swoop, he checked all those boxes. Like most of these guys have like accrued a career of assholery and he just <laughs> right out the gate, he was like, "Nah. <laughs> I'm going to offend said, I'm going to offend everyone." Oh, he said shots fired. He said, "Well, hold my beer." <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I don't even know if I have anything more to say on him. No, that's that's enough. John, give John, it a wrap. I'm scared of where this could go if we go any further on him. Yeah, that's true. All right, so there's only one spot left, and it's the manager. I want to know who you have before I read mine because I feel like we might have chosen the same person. It's possible. Um, I went with Bobby Cox. Uh, no, I, I had him down for a second. He made my honorable mentions, but I didn't choose him. You'll be you'll be excited to see who I chose. But go ahead. Fair. I went with Bobby Cox because he was an asshole throughout his career. And, uh, you know, I mentioned before that John McGraw had the record for the longest time of the most ejections. um, And he was only topped by Bobby Cox. Ooh, that little nugget paid off. Who got... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're paying attention if you're still listening this far (laughs) in, like half hour later. (laughs) 161 times he got ejected. That's honestly impressive. It's so impressive. Yeah, so Bobby Cox, you're on my list. He also beat his wife. So nah. yeah. Not a good guy. Yeah, bad He's, guy. He was never a good guy. Nope. Yeah. Well, I was gonna choose him, but then I realized I didn't really know enough about him and I didn't feel that strongly about him. So instead, I chose someone from our favorite franchise with the greatest fans on earth. <laughs> I chose Tony LaRusso. Do you want to know why I chose Tony LaRusso? Tell me why, Bobby. Because after Adam Jones said baseball is a white man's sport, Tony LaRusso thought that he would go on a rant talking about Colin Kaepernick and how 
if he was managing a team and someone tried to kneel during the national anthem, they'd be kneeling in the dugout. Ooh. Yo, good one, Tony. Come on, man. Like, God. Come on, man. God. We don't need to go on a whole Colin Kaepernick rant because, like, you know, it's just not necessary for two white guys to go on a whole Colin Kaepernick rant, but... Tony LaRusso, what the hell are you doing? It's so fitting that he managed in St. Louis, yeah, too. Yeah, shut up, dude. Yeah, seriously. Yo, just... How do you, how do the Cardinals manage to get all these guys? All the, the like, their managers, man? I mean, you got Matheny now, who I think is kind of disliked among players, regarded as being somewhat out of touch and, and cultivating a really bad clubhouse vibe. Um, Here's how they managed to get those guys. It's Missouri. <laughs> Fair. It's Missouri, dude. Uh, um. So, yeah, Tony LaRusso... Stay in your lane, dude. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. you're, you're retired. Like, you don't need to talk about Colin Kaepernick. We don't need to hear that. Yeah. We don't care about your opinion on that. Yeah, sit down, shut up, man. Yeah, true. Ugh. And that just about wraps it up for us, man. I mean, we went super long on this, but I felt like we gave those guys their due. Oh, we gave them their due. Let's never talk about any of them again. Yeah, so true. They don't need more airtime. Except for maybe Jose Canseco. Please follow him on Twitter if you don't. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like... <laughs> Canseco? I didn't even mention this when we were talking about him, but he went on this whole, like... Uh, like minor league tour where he would sign like 10 day contracts with minor league teams just to like, and they, they would do it so that they, they could get like more revenue and like be able to sell it. And he would do it so he could just feel the slightest shred of glory when he goes to bed at night. And you know, that, that vaults you up there on the asshole category. I mean, I wouldn't want to have to try to rank these guys one through, you know, 24 or whatever, but he'd be pretty high up there if we had to do that. Uh, most definitely. Yeah. So when they can't stop, won't stop. Who keeps the tank top? Who reaps the good sleep? Keeps the receipts. I see him sucking up the last drop. Drop top. H2 stretch. H3. Where the party at? Democrats sitting on a muggy summer bench, sipping muddy water. People news. We can see what's up. Besides the slaughter. Holidays on the way. Turn your AC Slater up. Aloe vera green. Apple almonds. If you made it this far, congratulations. Uh, if you didn't, you know, I I can kind of understand that. I don't blame you. Yeah. But if you did make it this far, you get a little a little fun nugget here at the end because we have a uh, Tebow time. <laughs> it's I our... forgot all about this. <laughs> I forget about it every time. It's our weekly check in with our guy. All right, our Timothy. guy, Timothy Richard. Timothy Richard. <laughs> Timate. All right. So what do you do this week? Uh, <laughs> Other than become getting, God, this is getting less and less climactic. I mean, not true. Uh, I know he had the thing today. All right, before before his um. His miracle of God today, he was like one for 15. I mean, he's just, remember how last week we were like, maybe he's going to do something more interesting next week. Nope, not really. Until today in which he literally channeled the spirit of Jesus Christ. That's so true. Like I'm kind of in awe of him. All right, read it out to me. What do you do? So how did he channel the spirit of Jesus Christ? (laughs) Tim Tebow was uh, standing in the on-deck circle waiting for his at-bat. Um, when, as you do. As you do uh, for the St. Lucie Mets. This was this was actually about a week and a half ago. Oh, it just surfaced? I guess it just surfaced. Because um, Tim Tebow's not going to come out here and spread it. Like, it's not some publicity thing. Tim Tebow's just trying to live his best Christian life. Yeah, true. But some people will write about it. Now, I'm seeing some more and more similarities here by him and another historical figure. I mean, Can you say on. New Testament? <laughs> Can you say Newer Testament? <laughs> Newest Testament. Um, yeah, he's standing on the on-deck circle. Um, he went over to the stands and greeted uh, this young fan whose name is Seth Bosch. Um, shout he, out to him. Yeah, shouts out to him. He has high-functioning autism. Um, but this kid came down to the front row of the stands, um, just wanted to say hi to his boy, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow Why noticed him. Why wouldn't you? Tim Tebow noticed him walks over to the stands, 
gets a little handshake um, and gives him a little hug through the netting. Love it. Beautiful. Tim Tebow walks up to the plate. Home run. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying it's quite curing a blind man level. It's not quite water to wine, but it's the next best thing in 2017. You know what? We don't have a lot of things to get excited about in the year of our Lord. So, (laughs) frankly, I will take it. Yeah, true. That's pretty good. Nicely done, Timothy. All right, let's wrap this segment up. Let's keep that segment tight because we have gone super duper long. So long. People don't care about what Tim Tebow is doing unless he's like, you know, curing disease or whatever. You know what? Tim Tebow? I'm I'm a Tim Tebow stan now. I'm on his side. Oh, now? (laughs) I've been a Tim Tebow stan since Florida. That speech gives me chills, man. Ugh. All right. Uh, well, thank you all for listening. Um, you know, give us some feedback. Rate and review us on iTunes. You know, go search Tipping Pitches or add us on Twitter at Tipping underscore Pitches. You know, we will see what you say. We do appreciate any feedback that you have for us. Yeah, and we it's pretty big news for us that we're on iTunes now. It's like we're real. Yeah. We're, we're legit. Almost. Almost. We're getting if there. If people were listening to us, we'd be real. That's fair. But, yeah, let us know what you think. It won't always be this uh, long and just (laughs) rambling. (laughs) If we left anyone off the all-asshole team, please let us know. You know, we want to give those guys their due. Yeah. Um, But other than that, thank you for listening, and we will check back in with you next week. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. See you soon. Like I'll never catch a DUI. Hit gas, kill, make a left, I'm Yo, Mr. Double K. Hey, hey, what's up? Pull up the windows and spark your deal. Yo.